Hey, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Jeff Macalino podcast. Thank you for joining me. So I did have a uh, milestone episode here, so I decided to go to a uh, special guest. You may see from the title of the podcast and have a guest, uh, Joseph Macalino is my little brother. Um, he was the uh, best man when I got married. That didn't work out for me. I was the best man when he got married. It's worked out so far for him, and I think it will long term. <laughs> um, we we uh, we had a lot to talk about. I think we talked for five hours, but we didn't record all of it. Um, lucky for you, um, but we did talk a lot. Um, I've mentioned going up to uh, visit him in uh, North Florida, Gilchrist County. So we talk about his move from the big city, our hometown of St. Petersburg. Um, talk about the uh, difference in life uh, up there compared to uh, down here. And uh, then we, uh, he is a, an author. Uh, we talk about writing his book, creating his Everath universe. Uh, go buy his book uh, on the website in the show notes. Everath uh, is the uh, universe he's created. Uh, so check that out, and hopefully he gets the uh, second book finalized and uh, all that stuff is uh, done soon. Uh, so you can buy his second book as well. Uh, we, we talk about writing process a lot and different things. We're kind of writing partners or were writing partners on a, a couple different things, mainly the comic books that I've mentioned before. Um, maybe we will uh, be writing partners again here in the future. We actually, uh, I think, learned a lot because we had never actually Zoom called uh, each other prior to this. We you know, would see each other in person or since he's moved away, if we want to talk, we just talk on the phone. Uh, so we uh, were able to, to screen share and stuff like that. So uh, Zoom has some interesting, uh, it's a great technology, that Zoom. Uh, we also show how useless we would be in a uh, trivia competition because uh, we had to have my producers uh, look up a couple of things that might have, uh, you know, some teachers or uh, other, you know, trivia experts embarrassed to uh, hear us not know the answers to. Uh, so there's that. Um, we talk about, uh, we ended up, Near the end, probably, we talked about Marvel, especially about the new show that just came out on Disney Plus, Hawkeye. Uh, we didn't spoil too much of the first two episodes of that, but we do talk about that and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe a little bit uh, for maybe close to 20 minutes there near the tail end. Uh, and the main thing is we exposed... Um, the problematic rooster that uh, lives with Joseph Butters, uh, who I would assume will be canceled shortly after this podcast episode comes out. So, uh, you know, sounds like Butters kind of deserves uh, what he gets uh, as an aftermath uh, from, from this serious conversation. Um, but seriously, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I've mentioned before my goal when I made this podcast was to put out 50 episodes this year. I'll put out more than that because I'm not stopping still another uh, month. So another few episodes at least in 2021. And then we'll probably, I don't know, we'll see if we take a, a week to recover and get into 2022. Uh, we'll see. 
uh, I'll, I'll have a staff meeting and uh, discuss that amongst myself uh, at a later date. So anyways, I hope you enjoy it. Here is me and my little brother, Joseph. And now I welcome to the Jeff Macalino podcast, Joseph Macalino. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, clo- close enough. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I, I, you're, you know, um, by the way, you're the only person who I've ever heard pronounce it that way. You probably don't remember this. You were a very little kid and you were playing fake basketball and uh, you were announcing and you had the announcer mispronounce your own last name. That's that's a uh, and that's the hey, only I, time I've heard it pronounced Macalino. <laughs> that uh, that makes sense. I, I always thought that phonetically made the most sense for a mispronunciation. Everyone calls us Macaronis and Macarenas and just nonsensical things, but Macalino, I could understand somebody mispronouncing it that way. I Sadly, it does kind of look that way, and you're also right, the macaroni, macarenas, it's just lazy. Yeah. I, I did have a kid in high school who called me Macatoli. I'm like, you're, you're not even trying or you don't know the yeah. alphabet. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, wild stab in the dark here that people may or may not know is that Joseph's my little brother. Now, if you look at the picture of us, you probably will think, well, the older brother's the, the hairier one with the thicker beard, but no, it's actually me. <laughs> um, and you uh, and I are not in the same room doing this podcast because you don't live in St. Petersburg anymore. I do not know I escaped the city. Yeah, what, uh, so that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, the pluses and minuses, um, you and your wife are just, a, one thing I, I miss is I used to go over to your house a lot, and uh, you and I would, would dream up a universe, comic universe, which I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, and, uh, you know, if anyone's interested in contributing, especially, you know, art labor, please let us know. Uh, <laughs> but uh uh and then angelique who was our sister and chase our future brother-in-law lived what two house across the street and two houses away basically yeah one of my favorite yeah, things we were ever. the corner lot they weren't but they would the house over from the yeah it was like so, yeah, catty two houses corner away there plus was a, a house yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah one of my favorite things ever was when i'd go to your house and with a full drink in hand, I'd walk to her house and then walk back. I don't know, something about w- just walking to different people's houses while carrying a drink in the street. Not a busy street, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't have the uh, the dresses that you and Chase both purchased. Well, we, we just bought a bunch of those. Victoria and I, we ordered, uh, I think, nine of them. We we're going to, for us, and we were going to give them to some people, but... Uh, well, I would the need the most an comfortable X, thing on earth. I would need an XXL, <laughs> maybe another. X. I think they, they they might fit you. They're supposed to be like one size fits all. They they they're, they're like beach coveralls, I guess is technically what they are. Um, yeah, but it's just just like walking around in a blanket. Um, it's super comfortable. 
yeah if if three people were walking down a street in st petersburg uh in the middle of the street wearing those things holding beverages i think the police might get called <laughs> but so what uh and you moved up to north florida you got five acres of land uh you know i've been up there i've mentioned that before on the podcast and uh you've got a uh, uh, chickens and, uh, and you got butters, the rooster, and you've got, uh, you know, you, you get your own eggs, you got a, a sheep dog or whatever the hell that thing is. Um, I, I, I was helping you build something for your chickens to move into last time I was up there. <laughs> um, now I guess you can have chickens in St. Pete, but not quite the, the same, uh, so, not quite the same thing other than the uh the distance from family take that out of the equation of course because i would imagine well i i would selfishly hope that is the worst part of having moved three hours away um other than that though what's been the most difficult thing to kind of uh wrap your head around moving to the sticks um, yeah, you're definitely right about moving from family. That, that's that been the toughest part. If, if there were a way, I, I, I'm glad I'm out of the city in general, but if there were a way to take this five acres and put it maybe somewhere, you know, an hour from St. Pete, but still have uh, gotten this, this property, I, I'd have gone for that. But um, aside from that, I, I guess the biggest disadvantage is the distance of, uh, of just certain things. I mean, in St. Pete, you could be lazy and be like, hey, I'm going to order Uber Eats. It's not here yet. It doesn't exist here. Um, actually, the, the closest city is about 10 miles away, and they just got Grubhub for like, they have like McDonald's and Subway or something on Grubhub. Like it, there was a whole a whole celebration on this Facebook group because they finally got some Grubhub in that area. Um, but I mean, we don't have a Publix nearby. We have to go like over 30 minutes for a Publix. We got to go over 40 minutes for a Target. Um, those are the things that are that are the most inconvenient. There, there's probably people in like Montana listening like 30, 40 minutes. This is a city boy still. <laughs> but but yep. for me, it's like, I'm not driving to that Publix. I live five minutes away from a different Publix. Why would I go out of my way to well, yeah. a better Publix? Well, that's what they, they, people have to understand and say, Pete, there were within 30 minutes, there were like 12 Publixes. Like you had a choice, like no matter where you went, there was a Publix. Well, on so 38th like, and 4th Street, there's Publixes on opposite across the street, of each other, yeah. which I still don't understand. Like apparently they generate enough business because, uh, but yeah, I, I don't get how, but they do. Yeah, they, um, it's, and I'm so lazy and you'll be able to uh, relate to this or you'll at least understand the distances. Like literally, I, I, I don't like to leave my house multiple times. So if I'm going to Publix and there's something else I want to get at ABC liquor store or total wine. I will plan it. So I do the whole thing as a circuit. So I don't come home and have to go back. So if I accidentally go to Publix first, well, then I can't go to the liquor store because that's, then I'd have cold food yeah. sitting in my car. You know, it's, it's a whole 10 minute drive to the liquor store. So I would literally, I've made this mistake where I've just absentmindedly gone to Publix first. Then I'd get home and Instacart ABC. Cause I didn't want to leave and drive 
you know, 15, 20 minute round trip to save 10, 15 bucks on my alcohol. Uh, <laughs> so all that being said, I clearly could not live out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so for, for us, I'm, I'm a super like uh, borderline hoarder and, you know, I, I'm not really a prepper per se, but like, I believe in secondary and uh, tertiaries of everything. So like we, we get toilet paper when we have like 20 rolls left. We're like, oh crap, we need to get a whole nother mega pack of, of 40 toilet paper rolls. Um, we, you know, we, we stock up on stuff. Um, up here we have a loft with an extra. So we have two fridges and freezers, right? Like we put extra food when we, whenever we go grocery shopping, we fill up our fridge and we put extra food up in that fridge. There's always um, cottage cheese in there. Yeah, yeah, there is. Just because <laughs> it's it's just it that stuff lasts and it's easy to just stock up on. And uh, I mean that that makes it easier. But like like a liquor store, for instance. So I do try to try to plan those type of trips because the closest liquor store is about ten minutes away, um, and its prices are not nearly as good as like ABC or Total Wine, what we used to. So I actually try to, when I'm in St. Pete, I usually try to buy like three, four bottles of, you know, three, four handles of stuff just so I can bring it back and it will last until I go back to St. Pete. That's, that's actually a smart move. I, 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 I'm shocked I didn't think to tell you that because I, that's one thing that always blows me away is the mom and pop liquor stores. I don't know how they stay open because their prices are always 20% higher than the you know national chains and i'm you know obviously i'd love to preach support local but you know i've got to support my family yeah. first <laughs> no exactly well and that's i mean up here it makes sense because there is no like they're the liquor store like there's no liquor store in in the closest town so i have to go to to, to trenton the city that's closest and i don't think there's another liquor store there so the next closest liquor store is probably another 10 miles 10 15 miles away um, so yeah, it's the, the one thing I'll say, which I like is like country people might hear me and be like, oh, that's close. He's close to everything. What's he talking about? But city people might not understand. Like when I was first moving the realtor selling this house, he's like, you know, we measure things in miles, not in, in time because in the city, he's like, but you have to understand like a mile is like a minute or less up here. Like, it's not going to take you. So if it's 10 miles, it's about 10 minutes or less, depending. Um, versus in the city, 10 miles could take 30 minutes plus, depending on traffic, depending on uh, oh, yeah. know, depending on time of day, depending on where in the city you're going. Um, and there's probably people in certain cities who are like, no, 10 miles will take an hour to two hours minimum. Yeah, they're um, in too big in of a city. Heat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's, you know, people... I think a lot of times people have a hard time realizing that like, that's the other thing. It's three hours from here to St. Pete. Some people are like three hours. I do that every single day for work. Um, I mean, I, I used so to do that pretty much, <laughs> but, but that was both way, you know, an hour right. and a half, one way, an hour and a half back, uh, not three hours, one way and three hours back. And that's, Which and that's the other rough. thing. I always thought the, the other rough part with moving, to a place like that like i've now seen you've got animals and you know stuff you've got to maintain kind of daily um so you can't i mean it 
seems like you can't pick up and be like, yeah, we're going to go on vacation for a week. We're going to go, we're going to go on a cruise. I mean, I'm sure you could, but you'd have to have someone go and, you know, maintain your, your property. Right. Yeah, no, especially with the chickens and the dog and, and we do plan on getting some goats in the future. So once we do that, that's going to make it even, even another level, but Honestly, I'd say the dog is the is the biggest right now. Like the chickens could, assuming no predators got in, and that's what the rooster's for, even though he was an accident. Um, <laughs> but he, I mean, that that's a funny story. Like we got six hens, or so we thought, pullets, which become hens. Um, so he would turned out to be, she was a he. So we named them all old ladies. So, so he was Betty originally. But uh, when we when we figured out that he was a rooster, you know, when he started crowing and he was bigger than all the other hens, um, it started to get apparent at a certain point, like, yeah, he has to be a rooster. <laughs> um, but at that point, we're like, okay, well, what's a good bee name for a, a we, you know, where we got the inspiration is from South Park. We're like, oh, that episode when Butters was like basically a pimp. And if anyone knows how roosters are with hens, similar relationship. So... Yeah. That's what we landed on. But uh, but yeah, it, it does. The thing for, with, with me is I don't have that much interest in traveling, especially now that I have five acres. You mentioned walking down the street with a, with a drink. I can do that now. I can walk down my own driveway with a drink. And uh, <laughs> it's it's further than walking to, to the Andrew's house used to be. <laughs> so it's so significantly further. Yeah. And you, and like Amazon, do they actually deliver stuff to your house? Yeah, it can be annoying sometimes. Uh, most of the time, they will actually come up the driveway and deliver it, but sometimes they'll leave it out at the gate. Jesus. I'm kind of like, really? You you would have had an easier time turning around if you if you came up here because we got like that cul-de-sac design in our driveway. So, like, right. <laughs> but they they just drive up, drop it off at the gate sometimes, which is annoying. But um, most of the time they'll deliver and yeah we still get we got next day i ordered some batteries figured out all our triple a batteries that i thought we had had gone bad so i ordered a big pack of them on amazon they were here the next day do batteries go bad <laughs> they do yes they they're supposed to last for i think five years at a minimum and i might have lost track but i think some of these went bad prematurely but i could be wrong I, I don't, I, I said I, I, I hoard sometimes, so it's possible they were six, seven, eight years old, some of them. And I think you're buying too many batteries in, in bulk. I, I do. I buy, I go, that's why I tend to buy things in bulk. And sometimes that does backfire on me. Well, you know, with uh, uh, my ex-wife, she used to be like a, an obsessive coupon clipper. So I have not bought Dawn uh, dish soap in almost eight years now and i have still not had to buy any and i still always have a bottle of dawn sitting next to my sink <laughs> so there are but, benefits to it yeah no that actually brings up i had to get a new bar of uh, soap i use irish springs it's my favorite soap it smells good um <laughs> And I had to get a new bar and I went into the into the closet in the bathroom, open it up. I'm like, okay, where is it? There's two unopened 10 packs. And then there's a stack of so individual soaps. I'm like, 
I guess I've been buying too much of it. Like that's too much. I don't need that much. Like, but I did. I, sometimes I just lose track of what I have in inventory. So I'm like, uh, I think I might be getting low. So I'll buy another. I guess I hadn't realized because I was getting low by the bars. You know, I only had like four or five bars left. So I'm like, oh, I need another pack. But I had another pack that I didn't know about until now. <laughs> oh, I sadly, I've still got stuff in like, crates in my garage that i don't even know what's in there but i'm sure i've got more soap and i did find a bunch of toothpaste i'm like i don't know if that lasts eight years oh that lasts i don't think toothpaste ever goes bad yeah it's still in the garage yeah it was from blast from the past remember he had toothpaste that was like 60 years old that's right that's right or something that's maybe that's why they tell you not to eat toothpaste it's probably not probably not good yeah, for your digestive it lasts system. too long you should not eat it i'm gonna go on a toothpaste only cleanse and see what happens follow my diet plan on youtube <laughs> now i'm really curious if anyone's ever done something like that for science day 47 i can no longer feel my feet yeah i don't know what I'm would happen blind I mean, if, you, if you were allowed to drink water of course um You'd probably just starve to death after a few weeks, I would assume, because I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any real nutritional value in, in it. So, yeah, I don't know. No, I tried to blame it once. <laughs> I took my blood sugar and it was a little high. It's like 107 or something. And I'm like, well, I brushed my teeth this morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's no sugar in toothpaste anymore. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm just a, a bit of an alcoholic. <laughs> and and quite dumb <laughs> quite quite misinformed let me correct myself <laughs> people get yes. people get antsy when i call myself dumb they're like you're not dumb i'm like eh, i say dumb things um what's been the uh the thing you have enjoyed missing in city life and by the way we also have people i'm sure in like new york or la um Actually, I've got a pretty good uh, listenership in San Jose and Los Angeles. I mean, just from I can see where some people listen to the podcast. So people, well, San Jose is probably about the same size as St. Pete, I'd guess. I was say, how big is San Jose? I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, but L.A. is definitely bigger. Um, yes, so they're LA probably like you're calling St. Petersburg city living. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, That's there's not a Starbucks a on every corner. <laughs> That's a city. Yeah, well, we have we have a mattress store on every street corner in our city, so we are a legitimate big city. <laughs> and I'm always uh, curious so, if that's true, or like nationwide, if there are that many mattress stores. Well, that's I mean, that's how we know that the, some of those mattress stores are smuggling drugs. I mean, clearly, because <laughs> there's too many people don't need that many mattresses. Yeah, it's it's Walter um, White's car wash. Yeah, it's it's clearly clearly a front. Um, I still think that with all the laundry mats, especially in where I live, in probably two square miles around my house, there's probably a dozen laundry mats, and I drive by three or four of them every day. I leave my house, and never have I seen anyone except for a janitor inside, and the janitor was cleaning, not doing their laundry. By the way, <laughs> so I'm not really sure what that's a front for because 
unless they unless people just go there in the middle of the night i mean actually that would be a pretty good place for a homeless person to go in the middle of the night yeah but uh haven't seen that either but i don't typically drive around in the middle of the night maybe i'll maybe i'll make a point to stay up super late and just drive around take notes about the laundry store clientele the laundry mat <laughs> not the laundry store yeah, I, I mean, in terms of the, the, I mean, I'm happy to be out of the traffic. I'm happy to be out of the, the, just the sheer scope of people. Um, I mean, here, like, there's one traffic light in Trenton. And there's none where I live. Like, I, I, I think there's one more up north. I don't know how many miles, but I want to say within a 20 mile radius of my house, there's probably like two traffic lights. Um, there's stop signs, but mostly it's just 60 mile an hour zones. And when you get into the town or city, it slows down to like 30, 35. Then it speeds back up immediately because that's because that town or city is only a few blocks. Um, I mean, it, it's just it's it's so much. It's fun to drive up here versus in the city. It's just sitting at lights most of the time. The, and, and the other thing is just, yeah, just people in general, not, not to sound too antisocial, but the older I get, the more antisocial I get. I was already antisocial as a kid, but um, it, it's just, you know, my, we had a neighbor at our old house that, that, I mean, I'd go outside, this guy would be like shirtless doing yoga and his dog's running around out in his front yard. And it's Why like, do you think I came to your house so often? <laughs> Is that why he would always do that? He he, he thought he was doing it for me. There, yeah. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, I never got no, an it, Uber it's... home from your house. I just walked across the street with yoga, topless <laughs> yoga man. But yeah, it's just it's those things. I mean, I couldn't go outside without seeing somebody walking their dog, and not that I have a problem with people walking their dogs, but like out here, I can go outside and, and naked and walk around, and not in the winter, it's too cold. Like, yeah, it was like thirty-seven this morning. But, there's also um, ticks out there. I don't think walking around naked is advisable. Well, as long as I avoid the dense, the dense bush, as long as I stay to the, uh, to the basic areas. You're going to walk around naked and avoid the dense bush. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know what I, I know what I said. <laughs> now for our sponsor manscaped. <laughs> um, um. It's, you know, you're right about the, uh, and I'm, I don't think I'll ever move away from St. Petersburg just because uh, it's a weird, I've, I've kind of grown somewhat antisocial, but I do like seeing people and it's kind of cool that almost anytime I go out to do things, it seems like I run into someone I, I know, um, sometimes someone I ne wouldn't necessarily want to run into, but I still find it kind of cool that it's like, Oh, look, this random person I went to high school with or this random person I worked with. Um, I find that uh, I don't know, something about that gives me comfort. Like I'd never um, I don't know. I watch some TV shows. People get stuck in these precarious situations where, you know, they can't do this or that because they don't have anyone to call. I'm like, I could literally call like 40 people. And, you know, if I needed to sleep on someone's couch or needed to get bailed out of jail whatever i have a ton of people who can uh i do need to duplicate more copies of my keys because i'm a little paranoid about that because i think mom and dad have possession of all of them currently but i'll say this when i've spent the night uh up at your place uh and waking up in the morning and it's just like 
you know, silent. I think I, I woke you up or I woke somebody up by playing basketball in the driveway and it just doing that. It's like, huh, I can't do that in, in St. Pete. Even if I had a, you know, dry, fenced in backyard that I laid concrete in for basketball court, still going to be people walking by, still going to hear a lot of traffic. Uh, you know, all I heard was birds chirping and, uh, stray cat uh that uh ran away petrified did he ever come back yeah yeah he he disappeared for like a week uh i i not not then but at some point he actually did disappear for like a week during the summer um and we were getting worried but he did come back um, that was that was when i think i was up there then too that's when it was kind of flooded all around the place right Yep. Yeah, he had disappeared. Our, our assumption is maybe he was somewhere that, you know, he got blocked in by water and just couldn't get to us. Yeah, they, 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 for the listener, they have a stray cat who came with the house. Um, so he's basically just a pet, <laughs> an outdoor cat. Yeah, I mean, the previous owners rescued the cat, left him outside, though, but would feed him. And they, they did, they're like, oh, we tried to catch him, but we couldn't. We were here like two weeks before I was able to pet him. And any cat owner knows if you're if you're able to pet the cat, you can catch the cat. Like the he, you know, it's but they they would I mean they had a bunch of dogs, I think hunting dogs, most of them. Um those little those little dogs that people, you know, that have good sniffers. Um uh, the kind that Fauci tortured or a different kind? I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, I'm not up on, those on, on Fauci's. I don't think they were beagles. I think, but maybe they may have. I don't know. They're, they're, prob- or they're probably family of beagles, but not actually beagles. I would guess. Yeah, I don't know. They were some sort of dog that I assume was for hunting because they also just because they had like half a dozen of them. I assume they'd go out for you know duck hunting or, or turkey hunting and. Yeah, and frankly, the stray cat would much probably hunting, but the, the cat would probably be just as aggressive towards the dogs as they would be to it. Probably not something yeah. you want to bring in the house. No, yeah, and and that cat would, yeah, cats would tear up dogs like that. Um, yeah, not our dog. Our dog is a monster. I'm pretty sure when we get her weight again, she's going to be ninety pounds. Like she was, she was eighty pounds last time we went to the vet. She's a, she is a, uh, she's a beast. And have you concluded that she is in fact a, a female? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that was just mom freaking. I'm like, no, she's a female. Like that's what it is. But no, they, they have. So a lot of dogs actually have like external sex organs. Like that is a thing that, um, and it does not look like a male sex organ but it it's external and mom was like oh what's this what's this she has uh, are we sure this is a girl um mom's gonna be embarrassed that we're talking about this now but uh, yeah, it, I, it seems like I, you have problems with uh, gendering your animals yeah <laughs> you might need to send oh, yeah. you to a program, no there, there is a bigger joke there yes um <laughs> but no for, for me there wasn't much there was like a doubt for for like half you know for like five minutes or less I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't think that's. And then I just pulled up my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's a thing. Like dogs have that. Yeah, and ultimately, with with a with a rooster versus a hen, that kind of makes a difference. But with a dog, wouldn't imagine it makes much of a difference, does it? 
I don't think too much. I mean, we we had debated of uh, Victoria wanted to bleed her possibly, but we decided for sure we're not going to do that. Um, so we're just going to get her fixed. The the vet said she wants to wait until she likes waiting until she has her first cycle before getting her fixed. I don't know what the reason is, but yeah, that's not not my specialty, so I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, well, luckily for right. you, I am a canine menstrual cycle expert, so I can explain <laughs> it to you right now. Um, and whatever you do, don't get an Appaloosa. Yes, 100% will not get an Appaloosa. I won't be getting any horses. I still, that's, that was the, the, still my favorite moment of going up there to that pet store where she's explaining, and everyone starts laughing when she says, whatever you do, don't get an Appaloosa. And I'm just like, what the fuck is an Appaloosa? I didn't, I, I swear to God, I never really thought that horses had like dogs, like different kinds of horse. Like I thought it was like brown horse, black horse, white horse, spotted horse, uh, Clydesdale. I guess that's different. So I guess I kind of knew it. I just was again, woefully uneducated um, because, you know, me knowing different horse breeds is really something I should stay on top of. Yeah, I, I don't think you have much of a of a need. No, I I had I don't know when I learned there were different horse breeds, but I mean I I learned I know for sure I did research on horses just for for writing purposes. Um, so I I was aware of that. But yeah, you could get a uh, little Sebastian, get one of those kind of horses. I don't know a mini horse. Yeah, I don't know what the technical name. There's for probably those a technical are, name. Yeah. It's probably very offensive to small horses everywhere. <laughs> I was trying to think of a clever midget horse joke, but I can't think of one. I'm coming up short. Ha ha ha. Ha ha I love the working in of the pun. Yes. Yeah. I'm nothing if not uh, always looking for a good pun. Uh, the uh, the other thing I find interesting, I wanted to ask you as a uh, as a writer who has written a book. Um, I get, is the title of it technically the birth of death or is it, I've so always just called it Everath, but I'm yeah, looking so at the it book is, now. <laughs> it is. So it's the first, it's book one of three in the Everath series. And the title is the birth of death. Yes. Um, gotcha. And the websites yeah. everath.com and the link will be in the show notes. Um, and can you buy the book there or is it only on Amazon? I mean, it will link you to Amazon to buy the book. Actually, I don't know if I link you elsewhere on the website, but yeah, you can buy it there through a link. There's no direct sales, but uh, gotcha. No, I, I, um, well, for obvious reasons, I didn't buy a copy of the book because I lived with the author. I don't know if I actually, I don't know if I still lived at home technically then. Yeah, I'm what trying to you, remember. I, what year did you publish it? I have the book in front of me. I should be able to tell. Original 2013 was the first. Oh, OK. Edition. Yeah, I was out. I already had two kids by then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't I don't think you were there, but. But I visited enough that I got a free copy. Yeah, but no, there there are. And I'm sure you know this. There are um, a lot of authors who are like, you go to my website and buy it. I will get 15 to 20 dollars a copy. If you buy it on Amazon, I'll get a dollar. <laughs> so instead of giving money to Jeff Bezos, give money to me. 
So no, yeah, I, I think I, I do think whatever link is on my website is the way I get the best uh, the best profits out of it. Um, so I don't think it is Amazon, but I don't know offhand what it is. Um, so with um, with the writing, and I know I, I you know I know it took you a while to write the book and uh, I know a lot went into it and it's a fantasy uh, novel for people who are listening. So if you're interested, go get a copy. Uh, but um, I also it, talking about writing process. I also, I would say kind of was a writing partner of yours when we were working on the comics. Cause I don't know what else you'd call it that we were doing. Um, writing comics is obviously much different than writing a novel. Um, or writing a screenplay for that matter, I'll say. Um, one thing you probably noticed with me and uh, in everything I've done without you as well, everything is uh, very much based on St. Petersburg uh, or, or you know, the city name could be different, but I would basically just write what I know, which is the only city I've lived in my whole life. Um, do you think from your and i don't know how much writing you've done since you moved up there uh but do you think moving up there is going to change perspective a little bit or just give you i mean it's not like you'd forget what it's like living in the city but has it kind of given you different ideas on on uh i don't know different ways of living yeah, to some extent. I, I mean, for the for Everath in particular, I, I did think it would give me more uh, inspiration in general because the you know a lot of the setting of Everath is is forest. Um, it's it's very much, uh, especially the first few books, the first trilogy, um, is kind of like an ancient fantasy world. So there's not there's no you know high tech stuff. It's all very basic huts and hovels and primitive civilizations um so the the idea of forests and camping that those those gave me a lot of inspiration growing up for, for these stories um the reason i don't think it has it i have started i have continued on the second book which is like i've like two chapters left i've actually done the last chapter and then the, but there's like two chapters before the last chapter that i have to fill in some details um, but like, it, it's taken me a long time to work on that second book. And, and it's mainly just because life, I mean, there is when I'm outside up here, a lot of the times I am doing work, you know, I, I had to build the chicken coop, which you and dad helped with. I had to, I, I'm working on a garden bed that I have to basically just dig up this whole area where there was grass and weeds and stuff so I can get it into proper soil. Um, there's trees that fall, trees that I need to, you know, yard debris that I need to move. And on five acres, it's a lot of yard debris. <laughs> um, in the summer, I have grass to mow. Um, that's why I need those goats so they'll eat it for me and I don't have to mow it. Um, yeah, one of those trees the, tried to kill you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I had to build the coop when I built it. Yeah, so yeah, one of the trees fell and it, it was fortunate. I was sitting here working and uh, I hear a sound that sounded like an explosion. It, it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, what the hell? I run to the window, look out and see the dogs barking. I run out there. 
Um, the dogs freaked out. The chickens are freaked out. Fortunately, none of the chickens got hurt. But it, yeah, it crushed the the chicken run. Um, I I picked up like three of them. I had to help get into the coop, and then made a patch job on the run, and uh, then I built the the new one. But yeah, that was uh, that was an experience. I mean, that was an exciting <laughs> exciting introduction, and then it forced me to build that that new coop and run. But I mean, did you, I, I don't know. Did you see the finish, the finished product, the finished run and coop and everything? No, I haven't yet. Because last time I was up there, we were building the uh, part of it. We're building uh, the coop. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. So you'll <laughs> see. It's a lot bigger, though. I mean, and now they have like some people, you know, there's a whole crazy people, you know, oh, let them free range and this, that and the other thing. We have so many hawks and, and eagles and crap around here. I'm not letting them totally free range, but I built them a run that is more than big enough for, for you know, for six birds to, to hang out. And, yeah, you don't um, have that many in there. It's, it's, they never look cramped for space. Well, yeah, even in the old one, I don't think they were cramped. And this is more than double that old, that old run. Um, so I, and that was partially to give them more space, but also you in case we do want to get a few more down the road. Um, so I, but yeah, I, I think the nature aspect is what inspires me the most. Just, just that, that piece that, that being outside and the quiet and the, and the being able to relax. I, I think the big reason is that, you know, life can just get in the way sometime when you, you know, I write Everath, I don't get any immediate payment. And when I do get payment, uh, it's not like I've made much money off that book. Like, I, I think they say that the average author sells less than 100 copies of their book. I don't know if that's just a random thing that people say, or if that's actually true statistically, I haven't done the research. Um, and that is kind of what I do for a living. I'm a data scientist. So like, I I, I acknowledge that I may be living off of false data. <laughs> um, but it sounds like it's probably right, though. Well, and if it is, then I'm better than the average author because I have sold more than 100 copies of the book. So I should be super happy about that. But guess what? That still doesn't count for anything. Like that's almost no money, especially when you consider the amount of time invested um, versus a job as a data scientist. I get paid pretty well. Like, I'm, not rich I, I don't make a ton of money but like i get a comfortable salary and more than, uh, more than enough to fund your chicken habit yeah i mean it, it's just <laughs> and and then life again taking care of stuff on the property making improvements uh just hanging out with with my wife victoria and just it's 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 hard to find time sometimes to uh uh to just sit down and focus and I'm writing. I, I, I have been making an effort though recently to try to get back on track with it because I do not not to just just steamroll the uh, the conversation here. Um, but I do like I, I'm I always look at it as I'm building a world more than just writing a story. And that and that came first. That's why behind the scenes of of even the first book. The first book is one book, but I probably spent more time writing all the background for Everath, the universe. I have a thousand years of, I have like 33 stories planned out. So I could make 33 novels out of this universe. Within that, I have some ancient lore that happened before those stories. I have deities. I have false creation stories, the actual creation story. 
I have different cultures, governments. The current government in the second book, I actually like wrote. It's not, it's not a complete constitution, but I wrote a like a constitution for the government. Like, I go into intense detail. I try to think from it from sociological, from from philosophical, from the religious perspectives. I try to build out a world, and it, it's that takes a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, to, yeah. to actually put all that down and keep track of it. Um, so, so that's the thing. And, and fortunately I have all that now, like that is all, I have documents and, you know, t- a bunch of documents with all this, this rich detail. So writing the stories isn't as much work as it would be otherwise, but it's still, it still takes time. Well, you know? and I would think, and we had a similar experience not maybe to as heightened of a degree when we were working on on developing a comic book universe where you had to do what comes before the story what comes after what is this leading to and part of that and and it speaks to Everath and really to any kind of universe building book or movie or anything is if you don't have that framework you're going to constantly run into uh conflicting stories or conflicting details and stuff like that so it's uh it it actually really bothers me when i watch something or uh i don't read much honestly but um when i do if i notice inconsistencies like well but you said this and now two books later you're saying that something that completely contradicts this those kind of things just drive me insane. And uh, I do wonder if that's a common mistake of some people maybe wanting to pump out, just pump out a book as opposed to actually take the time to build a universe. And it, you know, frankly, I guess if people are basing, if you're writing a, a book based in St. Petersburg, your life's a little easier because it's a real place. You can use, you know, it's actually, it's got its own actual backstory. You don't have to invent it. Um, but obviously yeah. with uh, elves and, goblins or uh whatever other types of things you have in here uh no goblins yet though there are goblins yes but not introduced yet (laughs) no again like that's the thing though like there's no dwarves introduced yet but they will be i i I had to think for a second because beginning of the second book i introduced dwarves but like because there's a history there's an interaction with the elves and the dwarves they've had conflicts in the past they've had treaties like that, that exists, but none of that's, I, and actually that point, I, I did write a, a novella that I think is free on Amazon. Actually, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know what? I'll, co- I'll look at it. And if it's not, I'll do a promotion to make it free when you post this, uh, when you post this and I'll give the link to the Amazon to download the uh, free uh, PDF uh, Kindle version. Um, yeah. That's, I, I feel like I've seen, I've actually read that one. I feel like. It was pretty yeah, short, so wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty short. It's called The Demon Wars, and it actually includes a couple chapters from the first book, Everath. It's, you know, it's kind of that that tease to get you to read the full book. Um, but yeah, so The Demon Wars, but that's a pivotal moment in the history of Everath. And like the early, early, I said these books start in like ancient history. This starts even further back. Um, so that was basically, think, you know, tribal they, they don't have really kingdoms or anything. This really, I, I, I guess I misspeak when I say that the, that trilogy, uh, the first book you have is ancient. It's more early medieval is what it is if we're comparing it to our time period. 
Um, uh, you, and, and that's right. That was intentional because it over the course of the stories, eventually I have one that's modern. Like the last six books that I have planned all take place in modern time, which is going to change because when I originally planned that, I was in high school. So <laughs> modern times have changed quite a bit in the past decade. Yes, they have. This, I don't think really... I mean, it existed, I think, in high school, but it didn't exist, this, you know. No, not where you could actually see and hear the other person. Yeah. Clearly, you were kind of guessing half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Cisco did have web conferences, though, right? Was that not till college? I don't know. I can't remember. The, the, the only thing I remember is AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. Which, you, which didn't we get in an argument about that? You said it was AIM, and I said I always called it AOL Instant Messenger. Which is, and see, I never, I never knew anyone who called it that. You, you know, I might you just be to weird. To, yeah, you need to. Everyone listening needs to let us know. Was it AIM or AOL Instant? Like I only heard it called AIM. It was always AIM to me. It, it, it was I can't like imagine we're, organization. We're three years apart, so I really cannot imagine that it changed. So it's probably that I was just calling it a longer name, but I, or maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe, you know, now I don't want to say aim because I don't, I feel like there's a real small, narrow window of people who have any idea what I'm talking about. So maybe it, just in my head, I've kind of renamed it. I'm really glad that doesn't still exist. Although, I mean, I, that, I'm saying that as a parent. Doesn't it though? I mean, I, well, it, it's, arguably, it's evolved. You know, chat roulette it's evolved into discord and uh well yeah that's true it is more maybe more like that but it, yeah but it, aol it just... instant messenger we all were doing that in middle school like i remember i was in fifth sixth grade asking random girls online to send me pictures of their boobs man i never used it for that oh see because i was younger I so i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't at that point yet that's the thing it had such a short lifespan which is actually not not to switch topics, but like the you know I'll let you bring us back. But random, like you think about the lifespan of AIM was so short. Like Facebook has been big for over ten years now, but like Instant Messenger. Because yeah, I remember no, in high yeah, school, Facebook's people been... basically forced me to get a Facebook account in high school, as in. I didn't want to get one, but I had friends in high school create a fan page for me. And then finally, because of that, I'm like, fine, when I when we graduate, I will create a Facebook right before we graduate so that we can stay in touch in college. And I did. And then now I have and way then too many. stopped using it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I check Facebook. I actually do check Facebook every day. I check it. No important notifications. No important messages. OK, bye. Really, Facebook and I do it for the me, next day. <laughs> Facebook for me, other than posting links to my latest podcast episode, which I do on the not my personal page, I do it on the podcast page. Um, but aside from that, it gives me notifications when people that I'm friends with have birthdays, and I'm grateful for that. Because <laughs> sometimes you're close enough friends that you probably should wish someone a happy birthday, but especially when you don't have a day job where you're constantly looking at the date, the days can tend to get away from you a little bit. Like 
today's the 24th because I looked on the bottom of my screen to see. I wouldn't have been able to tell you if it was the 22nd or the 28th. Like if you had said it was the 28th, I would have said, yeah, that sounds right. So that it's, I, you know, it, it's a crutch for people like me who, you know, don't, don't know what day it is. I generally know what day of the week it is. I just don't know what date it is. No, I I'm with you. I mean, and I, I, I still, you know, work that corporate life. I mean, work from home though, but like I, a lot of times I'm like, Oh, what's today's date. And the funny thing is it, it's such a crutch that because it's in this bottom corner of our computer, I think that we look at it and don't even mentally save it. It's which it's is, like phone it, numbers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it, it like we can acknowledge it in the moment, but I, like I'll have a day where I'm working and I'll look at the date multiple times and I'll need to remember the date. And I'm like, wait, what's today's date? But it's like, I've seen the date 12 times a day. I've acknowledged, oh, today's the 24th. But until someone says, what's today's date? I'm like, uh, well, oh, it's the 24th. And I used to write a lot of letters and the computer, like when you go to type in the date, it auto fills it too. So yeah. it's like, you never really had to know the date consciously. It was just something, but no, I think, I think it's very, if someone read you off their phone number and you pumped it in your phone and they, you know, two minutes later, they said, what's my phone number? You'd say, I don't know. I think there was an eight in there somewhere. I don't, I don't <laughs> even remember the area code half the time. So I think it's just, since we don't need to remember it, our brains have conditioned ourselves just to ignore it as kind of just like white noise. Well, and, and that's the one thing I'll say, it, you know, not to get preachy, but like people, people all the time confuse memory with intellect. Like there are so many things that we do not need to remember. So when people ask me a question and my most common answer to any question is, I don't know. Or, I, let me check. Like those are those are number one and number two. I don't know. And let me check. But like we don't need to know most things anymore. And like no. I know the important thing. And I, 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 and I know things, how to do my job. I know how to write. I know I can answer most questions on the spot about FOF, though, honestly, <laughs> even that. I told you how well I've, like, I've really built it out. There's some questions that I'll need to be, hold on a second. Let me open this document, and I can answer that. I have a calendar with 12 months in FOF, and how many days are in each month, which does not equal 365 a year. I can't tell you that. Uh, off the top of my head, but I can pull up the calendar and tell you, oh, these these are the months. These are how many days are in those months. These are the weather conditions in that month. Like I can tell you all of that, but not off the top of my head, because why would I need to? Like yeah. it's just it's worthless information. You're, you're never going to need to write the book without access to a computer. Exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> well, that's like, what I say. Even that's a failure of the education system currently, and maybe not as much in the past because. Even when we were kids, it wasn't super easy to look some things up. But I know they're still teaching kids in school, like where the Constitution was, blah, blah, blah. And this state and this date and all that. That doesn't matter. You don't know what is in the Constitution. You just know trivia about it. Like to me, I'd rather you actually teach. Here's what the Constitution tells us. What year was written? I don't care. <laughs> what city was it in? It doesn't matter. That's trivia. You know, bar, yeah. you, you don't need to be a genius to win a bar trivia game, but it would be better if you actually knew, you know, the founding documents of your country, what they meant, as opposed to 
you know, what city they were in or who, who did what or what year or what dates or, you know, it, it kind of drives me insane. But that, I think it's the same thing is, is like to me, a multiple choice history test is absolutely moronic because none of that would ever be something that you can't just look up in your phone in eight seconds. And yeah. my just turned nine year old, uh, your godson has a cell phone. My 11-year-old has had a cell phone for three years. Like, it's not like it's hard. (laughs) You know, James can look something up in five seconds on his phone if I asked him what date, uh, what date the, um, actually, let's, let's do a quick test. James, are you awake? Look up real quick. What date uh, the Constitution was written? I don't actually know the answer. (laughs) 17 say, something. <laughs> no, it's 1791 or 81. That's the Declaration of Independence. Look it up on your phone. But I, don't I know, know it was after 1776. The <laughs> date. Because like, we had the um, Articles of Confederation at first. The Constitution came later. So I want to say it was 91. It sounds but I don't know right. the date. Did you... Well, just yell it out. That doesn't make me smart, if I'm right. If I'm wrong, it doesn't make me stupid. No, it's just just a random piece of trivia. I don't remember. remember. Yeah, it's just a random thing in my brain that. I mean, I am stupid, just to be clear. I mean, September, what? September 17th, 1787. 87. Okay. Thank you, James. That sounds. (laughs) That year, when, yeah, when you say that year, 1787 sounds right too but there, there's something in 1791 unless i'm maybe that's when it was actually uh ratified by all the states or something yeah and either way doesn't matter I there, there had though. to be something in 1791 um there's some history buff who like a jeopardy yeah, who's, loser who's like screaming somebody... these are stupid the dumbest two people on the planet earth <laughs> The education yep. system failed because they can't remember. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it's like, who cares? Like, again, if we really need to know this, which who needs to actually know this? But if we do, we look it up. Well, that, that is the thing. Like I, like I mentioned, professionally, I, I, I do data science, right? And most of the job of any... So, so here's, a, here's a fun fact. If, if anyone who's in this industry... Will, will attest to this if they're being honest and and anyone who's not here's a fun thing um because i think you've joked about this with doctors too um is that most of the job of any data engineer data scientist web developer anyone who does like this oh my god you're so smart how do you do that job most of the job is saying huh how do i do this stack overflow blah 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 how do i i do this and then you'll get the answer because somebody else has had that same question and dozens of other people have answered that question for that person. And they'll go in there and tell you how to do it. And I mean, nowadays there's like we computer programming, all this, you know, web development, data science, whatever it is, there's all these libraries within these programming languages that you just pull in those libraries and you're like, hey, I need to make a chart to do this. Like I need to have a line chart to show the forecast for the future. Well, I don't need to do that. I, I just say import this library 
And then I say, with this library, print this, and, and it just does it for me. Like, there's not a... People well, that, overestimate. Even, so the, the they've said, the overwhelmingly, the number one topic of video or search on YouTube is how-to videos, how to repair this, how to fix that. You no matter, no matter what kind of car you have, you can go type that in and it'll tell you where to put, you know, where to replace the headlights, how to, how to get to them. Sometimes you I've need tiny headlights, little claws to get there. But... I've replaced, yeah. No, I'm, well, you know my friend Chris. The, you know, yes, I was going to say, Chris yeah. has kept the car in business solely off videos, right? He, he's learned, ev- I mean, but he's learned everything. He, he has an old 1999 Camry, I think it is. One of those copper colored ones or, you know, one of those beige or tan, whatever the color is. What's his um, license plate but, number for the list? No. <laughs> I have no idea. But he, like, literally, he has done so much. I think he's replaced every piece on that car. Every piece he's replaced has just been looking at YouTube videos. And, and he has much more of an interest with me. I, I've told Victoria at times, my wife, I, I've told her, I, I try to specify for your listeners when I say Yes, Victoria. yeah. Well, plus I called her Veronica <laughs> once, so there's that. <laughs> um, but, but I've told Victoria at times, like, yeah, if I had the interest that Chris has in uh in cars, like yeah, I could. I, you've seen my garage setup. I have that three bay garage mm-hmm. in there. I'd get a lift. I'd do the whole thing. I could learn. And I could do all kinds of car maintenance. I'd get a fixer upper and just fix up that car and and make it a project. But I don't have that interest. Like I have no passion to work on cars. Like to me, and it's funny because. I'm not afraid to go outside and get dirt and mud all over myself and dig right. and pull weeds and plant and take care of animals, but I don't want engine grease and like, I just, it's a different thing. I don't want that. That, I've that never, physical labor is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never, I've always said, and, and I always wonder if some of it is the working in car insurance claims for as long as I did. It's like, I see how these things break. I never want to get that attached. Like I've, I've always said, and you may or may not have heard me say this before, but I've always said, I never want to get a car that if someone like opens their door in a parking lot and chips some paint on my door, that like it ruins my day. I never want a car that I'm that attached to that. It's like, Oh my God, my days are in my baby. You chipped it. You heard it. Yeah. Well, that uh, I don't, I'll go a step further to say I don't want any possession that ever does that. And I, I think not to go full hippie on everyone because I'm not really just a, a wife and dog. kids, their possessions, right? No, yeah, no, like people. <laughs> I'm kidding. People I'm kidding. And we do not own people. <laughs> well, I guess you kind of own kids. Pe- they're they're not their own, <laughs> right? Anyway, but yes. No, but like people and certain animals that we own. I mean, I, I like. Yeah, I care about them deeply, right? But possessions, I don't give, like, the only reason I care about certain possessions is the amount of utility they have for me. So, like, if certain possessions just burn out on me, it can be really inconvenient. Frankly, right now, we're probably in a bad situation because we have one car. So if our car just completely craps out, that's that's not a good space for us because what do we do? You know, I, I mean, I don't even know how easy it is to get a tow truck or, you know, where, where we get, 
there, there's all these variables, right? But you'd, like you'd figure it out if you had to, I'm sure. <laughs> well, exactly. Or if if my computer gets blown up, like okay, yeah, that sucks because it's a thousand dollar computer that I bought, but like it's a computer. That's it. Like it, it's not the only inconvenience is the money factor. It's not the possession factor. There's no intrinsic value in yeah. anything I own. Like the, the only value is in people, pets, which is funny because I actually probably do, I probably care more about butters than I do about most people. But, um, you know, that might be weird, but that, that, that rooster, he is a champ. Um, well, most people meaning like, you know, strangers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Family and friends are all more important than butters. Except for Chris. But like, we like yeah. butters better than Chris. Yeah, screw you, Chris. If you're this listening, is just, this God. is just a way to, to tell him he has to listen to the episode, and he, he can't tune out until he hears his name. And we've said we like the <laughs> you're better than him. Um, yeah, you know, I I do have. I mean, I'll have to share it with everyone. Have to tell them to listen um, because no, I mean, I shared one of your one of your podcasts before. I, again, I don't see most of them. I I just don't. I'm very detached. If, if people haven't figured out with my anti-socialness and my location where I live, like I just, I'm kind of in a bubble. I'm a hermit crab. I know that's not, I'm a hermit though. Like, I mean, I feel like if you're going to say your passion is writing fantasy novels, most people assume you're anti-social. They're probably just surprised you're also not a virgin. So. <laughs> well you don't know just because i'm married i don't have any kids so <laughs> that's true she hasn't let me consummate it yet it's only been what seven years or what five years now going on the going on our sixth year yeah um that's yeah, i've i've said this before when i talk about uh doing uh jokes i don't do many dick jokes but i'm like i don't mind doing like jokes about it because it's like well i have two kids like obviously you know <laughs> i doesn't a it doesn't really matter for me at this point <laughs> yeah no well, I, I, again that well not quite the same as the whole possession thing but my god yeah the the obsession with with that is just is just absurd like who cares like no it's it's uh it's just a good way to get a cheap laugh <laughs> um ooh heartburn pizza i took bella to uh cc's yesterday do you remember when oh, we used man. to go to cc's quite often oh yeah i love cc's and even though probably, it's the shittiest pizza ever you know but... it actually was uh have they gotten better i don't know if it's gotten better because i don't but i used to eat like two dozen pieces of pizza when i went there i ate like seven or eight slices and i feel like i'm going to die ever since you... <laughs> yeah but the, it wasn't like the the test to me was i actually ate the crust which to me if it's really shitty pizza i'm not eating the crust i'm just going to eat you know the pie but the fact i actually ate the crust i'm like it's not the greatest pizza it's better than frozen pizza possibly better than some of the chain restaurants the lower end ones better than chuck e cheese which last time I had that, that was a that tasted like frozen pizza. I don't know if any of this can get me in trouble, but I don't really care. 
when was the last time I feel like I probably had Chuck E. Cheese last time with you like it was probably, probably for one of the kids probably. yeah birthday party but it was yeah their pizza is so bad I did not remember how bad their pizza was until some birthday party it's a and hot circular pie of garbage yeah like it, it's like the, the it just tastes awful They're, even the cheese tastes bad and, and yeah for all your listeners, I am a cheese addict. Like, I have a problem with cheese. I just buy big blocks of cheese and just, that's my main source of snacking, is cheese. That's why I want a goat, so I can save some money and make my own cheese and eat it. So to, just to be clear, but even though cheese doesn't one. have flavor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do all this yard work. I have to take care of the property, so it keeps me slim-ish slim <laughs> yeah dude i thought i was gonna have a heart attack when i was helping you with that not really a heart attack i thought my i i i'm like man i i really my right forearm is so worn out apparently uh don't have as much hammering stamina as i really, thought i'd have <laughs> hammering hammering really does the forearms and no but seriously you and dad were so helpful on that like and you could tell you had the upper hand i hope dad doesn't get offended but like you have the upper hand with it because you were construction for a couple summers. Your hammering uh, technique was on point. Like, I feel like you were as good or better than me. And I had been doing it for weeks. Yeah, I haven't done I had it been since high school. <laughs> practice. You hadn't done it for years and you like over a decade. You hadn't really hammered. I had been hammering for weeks, putting this frame and everything together. You came up and you were able to hit the nails in as, as good or better than I was. Yeah, and um, I'm, I, I, I showed that I still have the sense of, like, uh, MacGyvering things. That's that's one thing I take pride in. It's like I might have no knowledge of what you're building, or but if you tell me we need to connect these things, I can usually be like, yeah. well, you could do this if that works. I don't know what you're building. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like you did give a couple helpful uh, things that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how we should do it. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but, yeah. No, I was just, I was happy um, walking away uh, with the memory that I survived. I, I wasn't too concerned about my individual con well, contributions. You'll be when, when you see the end result, you'll, you'll be proud of it because those hens and that, and Butters, Butters and his, and his hens are making some, uh, some good memories in that. Uh, well, Butters is making good memories. I don't know about the hens. I don't think it's consensual, but. Ooh. <laughs> wildlife uh wildlife me too movement might get started here <laughs> the uh i don't know i think hashtag me too needs to start in my backyard yeah god you know we're not far away from like these animals in captivity are are taking advantage of other animals i don't i i wouldn't be shocked if at some point in our lifetime that actually became like a PETA mission well, that's what Dad has said. It I think that like he he does think that maybe not in our lifetime, but in the future of humanity, that pets won't exist because they're gonna oh we're enslaving these cats and dogs to do our bidding. We're enslaving these cats. They'll go extinct, or they'll already... become food. Then. Well, that, that's the thing. Well, most I mean, like I think cats and dogs, in one way, shape, or form, will survive. Because especially cats are survivors, and dogs in some of breeds well, of like dogs foxes. are survivors. Foxes yeah, and wolves well, are foxes dogs. 
I assume so. I don't know. I'm actually not sure. I don't know if they are because they they sleep in their own shit. I don't think any dog. Hey, Bella, can you look up whether a fox is a dog? I'm asking my producer to check on that right now. Yes, get get some confirmation from your producer. I I, Um, I actually do feel like Joe Rogan. I can just shout something out to, hey, look this up for me. I, I Does he do think, that? I've never, I've never listened to any. Yeah, he's got his guy Jamie, who he's like, oh, look that up, find the video for that. You know, I, I, th- I think the only podcasters Victoria listens to are you, Joe Rogan, and whoever did the uh, seventy-five hard thing. She listens oh. to some of his podcasts. Yeah, I remember her telling me what it was, but I was teensy bit intoxicated, so I don't fully remember. Well, you can't have this on seventy-five. A fox hard. is a canine. A fox is, in fact, a canine. Okay. Well, they're really dumb canines because they sleep in I mean, the shit. Look, there's a lot of really dumb dogs, too. I mean. Agreed, but. They're, and, and, they're cute, but they're good companions, yeah. most of them, but not foxes and wolves. Well, they're very, dogs are a very specialized animal. Like, that's what, we've just bred the shit out of them. Like, we've just been, like, natural selection. Let's just breed them to do these very specific things. So our dog is a great Pyrenees. I don't think I've actually said that. But, yeah, so that's why she's so big. Um, But they were bred to protect livestock. Like, that's the thing. And that goes back to your Appaloosa comment. Uh, It was... uh, she insisted Great Pyrenees were the only one that we could get. And we did our research. We didn't take her word for it that they were the only one. But it seemed like everyone said Great Pyrenees were a good choice, right? So even if they weren't the only one, we knew they were a good choice. So we ended up, we ended up getting a Great Pyrenees. Um, and I, I, I mean... <sighs> Don't don't tell Victoria, but I, I'm glad we did. I mean, like, I get annoyed with her. I call her a monster all the time because she is. But like, she's she's a good dog. Like she she does her jo- she does her job well, even though sometimes her job is her barking at deer in the forest and waking us up because she's incessantly barking at deer. Well, it's better that she barks at deer because then next time a fox comes by, you know she's gonna bark. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, we had a possum get into, so we have like a backyard. Again, our backyard is a forest, but we also have a backyard that's fenced in. That's where the the dog is. That's where the chickens are. That's where the goat's going to be. But a possum got into the backyard. Um, And she did a fantastic job. But did I tell you that story? No, did she kill it or just chase it away? No, no, she she shouldn't kill it. Like her breed shouldn't attack. So she, no, she just barked, and when we heard the bark, we're like, "That's that's a different bark than her normal bark." Like she sounds really agitated. So we go out there, and I mean, she was baring her teeth, barking, growling at this thing. But it, immediately when I go out there, I see this a tail, basically just fly by. I'm like, okay, was that an armadillo or what? Like, what was that? I'm like, okay, whatever. So we go look around. I'm like, well, it seems to have fled. I think we're okay. So we're like, okay, good job. I give her a treat. Good job, Jadzia. Go to go inside. She sprints off, goes to this spot. I'm like, okay, let me check. I go and she starts barking again. And there's the possum in the old chicken coop. 
And so the possum had jumped in there and Jadzia immediately went right back to her as soon as we left. So we, again, we hadn't even gone inside yet. We just started walking away. Jadzia started barking. So we go and we're like, oh, okay, good job. I'm like, oh, good job. So I go and I pet Jadzia. I'm like, okay, calm down. Good job. So I go and I grab a rake. I get the possum. I just kind of nudge it a little bit. It runs. I get it out. It runs. It runs to like the corner of our house. So we have the house. We have a screened in porch. So between the screened in porch and the house, there's like this corner here. And so the possum's hiding in that corner. Jadzia goes there, starts barking. I get in front of Jadzia, reach out with the rake. Jadzia moves in front of me and keeps barking and like pushes me back a little bit. I'm like, okay, oh, she's I put protecting down the you too. <laughs> yes, she was protecting me too. So I'm like, Jadzia, calm down. I have it under control. This is okay. And so I picked up the possum with the rake, put it outside the fence, and and that was it. But it would she did a very good job. Again, she's she's maturing and she's getting better. She's still Victoria insists it's normal for great Pyrenees. They want to be on your level. So she jumps just all the yeah. time. She's jumping up. Um, and the other thing she does, she she grabs onto me with her teeth. Like, and she doesn't hurt me. Like she doesn't bite for real, but she bites my arm just over and over again. She's biting my arm. Again, Victoria's like, oh, that's affection. That's how they show affection. Oh, well, that's what house cats do when you play with them, they'll nibble on you. That's that's true enough, but like she needs to stop. Like, she, <laughs> but they're not ninety to... pounds. <laughs> exactly, and and they don't when they do that, they don't get slobber all over you. Like it's just it's, it, well, it's yeah, slobber is a whole different yeah. <laughs> so it's speaking of which, house cats. I think Luna is trying to get into the room. Oh yeah, Luna. Luna is a is a uh, schizophrenic cat. Some days she won't leave me alone, and some days she will run and hide when I'm near. The one thing, one thing you mentioned, I wrote down, and I forgot to jump back to it, but I did want to jump to it real quick. Was um, you talked about, and this is a, a writing process question, and I think I would argue that we probably did this a lot when we were working on the comics. So it's probably a similar idea, but you said you had the last chapter to the second book written, but you had to get some of the connective tissue in there to, to finish it. So did you, when you write or, and it could change, obviously, do you kind of have a beginning and an end? And then you're like, all right, now I need to get everything in between. Or is it kind of, yeah. how do you work with that? Yeah, so I, I'd say there's a beginning, middle, and end. And uh, the middle is not always... the mid Everything can change in the middle, but the middle, when I say the middle, I don't mean everything between the beginning and the end. I mean the 50%. I mean that, that center. I mean the mean, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't have the second, the you know, those quartiles filled in for the statistical numbers. Um, I have like the first and, and third quartile and the mean. I don't have the uh... that middle fifty. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what exactly. you're saying. Um, so, that, so you kind of uh, after you actually write, do you actually not obviously figuratively speaking, but pen to paper, do you write the first twenty five, the last twenty five, and just kind of know what the middle is going to be? 
or 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 have a basic idea and then write the beginning and then that kind of helps determine what the middle 50 is or yeah so what what i usually do is i usually do start more or less i write beginning to end but it gets to a certain point where i just i fill in and i'm like okay in the next, this is going to happen next. And then this is going to happen. So as I write, I get more and more filled in and, and things happen. Like there's a character in the first book. I, I won't, I won't say any more than her name, but like there was a character in the first book who I had not. So again, part of my creative process, I write detailed biographies for all my characters which is more than just, so I do all the height, weight, eye color, hair color, you know, blah, 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 all that crap. And then I also write like a two, three paragraph synopsis of their life, which is not, but again, it, it's very, as human beings, a lot of time we do that, right? We try to describe ourselves in a matter of a couple paragraphs. Right. So I do that for all my characters, all my main characters. Um, in the first book, I introduced a character that was just kind of spur of the moment, right? Like it was just, hey, so they're visiting these Lamia, which are these like half snake, half human people. It's from Greek mythology, if I'm remembering off the top of my head. Again, useless knowledge, but I'm pretty sure it's Greek mythology. Um, I can't dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> but so they're actually like a, a big species at this time. Big is in they have m multiple villages throughout the main continent that the story takes place on. And uh, one of the characters that I ended up introducing was just one of their uh, one of their members. And she was the only survivor of her village. And uh, Savannah and Artemis, the, the two main characters, they actually save her from, you know, her, her hut. She's got some rubble on her. It's on fire. She's in the aftermath of an attack from the main villain. And they actually rescue her. And she ends up becoming not a main, main character, but a, a very prominent supporting character in, the, in this first trilogy. Um, and that was all spur of the moment. So I ended up after writing the first book, I wrote her bio. So I then fleshed her out more. But so it, it, it all that to say that like I do, it is in order to some extent, but I always know what the ending's gonna be. Yeah. No. Well, it's funny you mentioned that with the characters. I mean, I I would argue we did that with multiple characters when we were developing the the comics, frankly. There are multiple characters we like. We just need someone to help get this main character from A to B. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now they're actually going to play a major role because now we've started to develop who they are. Yeah. But I think that's, uh, I think good television movies, any kind of universal thing, probably, I mean, like Breaking Bad, uh, you probably know Aaron Paul was supposed to be killed in the first season. Yeah, you know, but they're like, oh, we like this guy a lot. So let's keep Jesse Pinkman in this show. Um, and, and not to spoil Breaking Bad, but they did do a sequel movie just for Jesse Pinkman. So <laughs> yeah. you can make your own conclusion. I think it's about... been enough years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not right. A spoiler anymore. Well, and that's not much of a spoiler. It's just, well, guess what? He doesn't die in the first season. And, uh, you know, he got a sequel movie, so you can make what you want of whether he survives the rest of the series. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of television, um, odd side note that just popped in my head because I, I randomly, like uh, a few hours ago, I'm just like, oh God, Hawkeye is out on uh, Disney Plus. Just remembered that and I did watch the first. Did you get to watch that yet? Yeah, I, I don't want to. So I want to be careful. I don't know if we can spoil or what, what you want to preserve for your audience here. Um, um, I don't know that but like, I did. Marvel is a big cross section of my audience. So we, I mean, I, I guess don't blatantly spoil it, but I think I don't know that anything. You watch the first super... two? Yeah. Well, I mean, what you saw in the, if you watch the previews for it, I mean, it's not like you don't know that Hawkeye and Kate Bishop get together. Um, yeah. No, my kids were making a lot of uh, chitter chatter side talk. So I feel like I may have missed a few little things in there. So I may have to watch it again, which I hate to do, frankly. But because I, 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 I thought they were good, but not it. great, if that makes sense. No, I, I actually, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, but we differ somewhat on, on, our, on our Disney Plus Marvel shows. I mean, I, I thought WandaVision was the best. Like, I thought that was amazing. I thought it was very interesting the way the, the story unfolded. I enjoyed the whole sitcom to sitcom. Like, I, I, I really liked that. Um, I will say with this, though, and this isn't very spoilery, um, is that I am happy that in the previews, I was uncertain. I was like, wait, is something up with him and his wife? And Hawkeye is still happily married. He's still with yes. his wife. They, he's just vacationing with his kids. I, I guess it's a whole aftermath of the whole Avengers stuff. She wants him to spend time with his family, which is revealed pretty much right away. So yeah. that's not much of a spoiler. I didn't like um, that that was even a thought in my head. Like, it was like, wait, this well, guy right, yeah. has, has been able to manage his marriage through a lot. And, and she was me the most supportive wife in the whole, like, she, like, well, how many of them are actually married? But, like, okay, for example, Pepper Potts and Tony Stark. She was a nag the whole time. No, you can't <laughs> save the universe. Yeah, Stop she never wanted him to do, be in the game. And he had a super huh? suit. I mean, she never wanted him to be involved, and he had an advantage. He uh, was, Hawkeye he, just is well-trained. He's not a superhero. And she was supportive. His wife was supportive the whole time. Right, like she, she, amazing she to knew me. That, she let yeah. them, when they were on the run, she let them stay at their, her house. Exactly. She let the man who turns yeah, no, into it, the it, Hulk so that's, in the same house as her children. <laughs> Actually, that's arguably bad parenting. Yeah, that arguably that is a little bit. And I, I never she, actually thought of that until. Now. <laughs> I didn't either. She, she should have made him sleep in the barn. Him, <laughs> exactly. Should have had him sleep in the barn with the broken mower that uh, that Tony Stark fixed. Like yeah, that's. I don't want you whole... to have a. I don't want you to have a bad dream and wake up dead. <laughs> I guess. I guess you wouldn't wake up dead, but. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that's good. Like, I'm, I'm very happy about that. I'm very yes. happy that, that they're... And even in this show, we, we commented during the first or second episode. I think it was the second episode where they're like, wow, she's still being super supportive of oh, him yeah. and, and what he's doing. Um, 
Well, yeah, even so I was happy. probably more more heavily involved and knowledgeable of what's going on, it seems like, than... Yeah, she she actually had, like, she understood details, which is interesting. So he admitted his entire past is... Okay, spoiler alert. He admitted his entire past as Roman to her. Like, that was very apparent that he had done that. And again, right. she was still totally with him, which I think is good. I mean... Yeah, and, and realistically she knows what he mentally would have gone through having your three kids and your wife yeah (laughs) like talk about talk about bad luck 50 percent of the universe and four of those people are your five family like four of the five family members are 50 percent like hey it's it's lucky for us that he was the one though i mean you know his his little son wouldn't have done much good (laughs) oh yeah that's true (laughs) and i do like and again i don't think this is a spoiler because in the first of all it's revealed like 30 seconds into the show or no i guess i guess 30 seconds into seeing jeremy renner that he's deaf and that he he has to use a hearing aid or he can't hear anything i i do like that they are making it very clear this is actually just a skilled human yeah i mean unless there's some twist that comes about but I, I, I always have the soft spot for the the guy without superpowers who just figures out a way to... I mean, I guess Tony Stark was too, if you think about it that way. Yeah, but he had the suit. And, and frankly, he built I mean, suit, I can though. be... Yeah, but I, I, I could be pend- uh, pedantic and say that, okay, but hawkeye has to have superpowers because no human being can do what he does <laughs> but maybe they maybe they had like trace super serum they gave to like well because like natasha in black widow didn't it kind of reveal that she had some sort of i don't think altered... they, I don't think wasn't there something they did no, I, I don't think so. they mind controlled them, but I don't think they explicitly in the comics, though, Black Widow is it, it was an altered super serum like it was. She is altered in the comic. I mean, she felt like 12 stories smashing into every I was going to say in the Black Widow movie. And yeah. I don't need to give spoiler warnings. This is an old movie now. Yeah, it, uh, um, yeah, you she, can't. And, 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 and she, yeah, she, the whole Black the Widow movie fell. was like, well, if you haven't seen Endgame, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, we know she eventually, but like, she fell. But yeah, like you're saying, in that one scene, she's dead like every, four times during that. Everyone fall. is dead. Every head, human being. Woke, like, yeah, nobody on earth could have survived those fall, that fall. Um, See, but again, they didn't explicitly say it, and I wish they had. I wish they actually had gone into that, that Black Widows were genetically enhanced, because that would have made it a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, I would think so. I think she's done more superhero, superhuman type things than uh, Clint. Than Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hawkeye he... usually, even, even in the first Avengers, when he did some superhuman shit, his... his he showed like when he when he saved himself and crashed in through the window and he was like oh, like he showed yeah. humanity black widow never did she never showed humanity no she popped up like cap when he i mean he could fall 12 yeah. stories and he'd just dust himself off and get up 
And she she's more like that. And she's also done things where she's like jumped 20 feet in the air kind of thing. Like that's yeah, that's not human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye, no, Hawkeye's only, you know, inhuman thing is his aim, really, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, he he can some and it's not just his aim, he's a math genius. He he's he's got because he can calculate the wind trajectory. Yeah, I mean, he's like got a barometer and a wind speed analysis. <laughs> like he's got all these tools built in because they've literally shown that with his arrows, he's figuring the wind speed and it, and it flies in First Avengers when he shot the arrow onto the, uh, the what is it called? The big flying fortress uh, carrier thing. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about, but I can't. <laughs> but yeah, he, he aims it very specifically. He starts and then he adjusts and then the arrow flies like that, he adjusted to account for the wind to get it to hit. So again, that's some genius level, super computer level shit. Like that's not even a genius, that's computer level shit. He's calculating wind and variance and adjusting his aim and getting it to hit. Yeah, and uh, I mean- he, he, he shows in this too, that he still is, is clearly, more highly skilled than any other human being as far as combat well, goes. Yes. I mean, he does. Yes. Well, and, and so he, and I, I watch a lot of videos about these things and yeah, so they're up against the tracksuit mafia and I don't know how skilled they are, but like, it, and that's why they, in the comics, this is all based off a of comic book. Mm. Um, but that's why they're all like, oh, bro, bro. Like, bro. like that's their thing. They call everyone bro when they wear tracksuits. Oh, um, okay. Well, that explains yeah, that a little is, bit. I was wondering why they were so lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, really? It, this is what they went for? But I, I don't know anything about the comics. No, no, no it, It's based off a comic one. They even got a dog with one eye in the comics. Um, like, it's a, it's all it's all based off a, a specific comic storyline. Um, now, do you, do you think they're going to kill him off? Because I really will be pissed off if they do. As indifferent as I, I am think... towards Jeremy Renner, at this point, I'm yeah. like, no, let him just retire in fucking peace, man. He's got a wife and kids. I don't, I hope, it may be wishful thinking, but that's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to let him retire. I think they're going to let him be like, hey, I'm done. I'm past my prime. I'm ready to just retire and just just stay on the ranch with my family and just relax. And well, I mean, I, I think he I, already is retired. He's just still got people after him. Kind of. Right, but I, I hope they don't end up killing him because, like, he needs to just be let go. Like, I, I, I would hate for them to do... And again, I realize Captain America kind of got off the hook. Yeah. But he, you know... Uh, well, he actually, no, he did get off the hook because he got to live an entire life, right? So he did get off. Yeah, he was able to retire on it by his own choice. I mean, yeah, yeah. Different so I really <laughs> hope they give him that. I hope they don't Tony Stark him and just kill him because that that would be a disservice to the character and to the. I I just there's no reason to do that. I, I think he could very much just be a mentor to Kate Bishop, set up the Young Avengers, and just retire. Just yeah. Well, to see Tony, I think really he the only end for him was going to be death because otherwise 
no matter how much he's out of the game, he would always be like you saw an end game. He yeah. was out of the game, but he had been working on shit for months <laughs> or years. He had still been working on ideas for time travel and stuff. Yeah. It's not like he just, you know, no, he was building a suit for, for pepper. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he would never, the only way for him to end was dying. I mean, if you look yeah. at it, I mean, right from that, from that perspective, he was just never be out otherwise. Yeah, no, agreed. And that's, that's, uh, I, we probably shouldn't dive too much into that, but that, that's one of the things that I think for me hurt Tony's character is that he went from being a, I actually grew to like Tony less and less as the movies went on because he went from being like this, yeah, like we need to be protecting the earth and to being, he, he became almost, he became a megalomaniac, like dictator almost. Like he wanted this suit out armor around the world. He didn't care what it took. Like he would have gone to such an extent. And there's a deeper discussion to be had that he had some trauma that caused that, right? They humanized right. him. He, he, he was hooked. Like he, he felt that he had post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, I don't want to diminish any of what he was feeling, but I don't, I don't want that in my superhero movies. They, they're going to, like, he went to DC almost. Like, I don't want some emo dark crap in my. That's, it's funny you mention that because I, you know, that because of the Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Spider-Man movie basically it seems like you're going to be a little bamboozled if you didn't watch the old Spider-Man movies. And the only one I'd ever watched, and it, I hadn't watched it, I, I want to say I was in high school or middle school when it came out, the Tobey Maguire first one. I, I did watch that. I remember I watched that one. I didn't remember much detail about it. I did rewatch it. I think it's a terrible movie, by the way. To be quite honest, I think it's... I thought the first one was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just really dark. It's like a DC movie. Now, I know it's not MCU canon or whatever. It was a Sony movie. And, right. But it's really dark. And, like, I, I don't know. Again, the Spider-Man that I think of is Tom Holland, who's never really serious. I mean, he's always cracking jokes, even in bad scenarios. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are to me the Spider-Man movies and the the recent developments of Thor since Thor Ragnarok on have really given a nice comedic influx and Guardians too. also not Guardians one and two. <laughs> They've yeah, given yeah. a comedic kind of because I I don't know. I don't like the super dark, especially Spider-Man yeah, no, is supposed to be like not a brooding teenager. He's supposed to be a nerdy fun-loving teenager in my eyes i i have never read the comics so maybe you I know so i i haven't i haven't read the comics either but you're a hundred percent i i again i do research i like i i touch you know spider-man is a sarcastic asshole teeno teenager he's not some emo little baby child he's not toby mcguire and it's not toby mcguire's fault for playing spider-man the way he played him. oh right no, that was direction. It's the movie, it, exactly. It's the way the movie was written. But he was the worst Spider-Man by far because he was just this emo kid who just hated life and was such a nerd. 
could interact. No, Spider-Man in the comics is just a sarcastic little shit. Like that, that's the like he's just everything. It doesn't matter what's happening. He makes a joke, and that's why Tom Holland's the perfect Spider-Man because he just finds the humor in it. He ju- he just makes it happen. Yeah, and I'd never wa- I watched the Amazing Spider-Man a couple nights ago. I'd never seen that. And uh, I thought Andrew Garfield was a much better Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire. Uh, however, I will say, and I told you this before, that I, I, it's really hard to buy Andrew Garfield as a nerdy kid. Like, right? It's like, yeah, he's you went a little pretty too, boy. Like, you he went just, a little yeah. too tall and good-looking with this guy. Like, I, yeah, I don't even know if he's tall, but he looks tall. Maybe it's because he's handsome. He looks tall in the movies, and yeah, he, he's a pretty boy. Like that. That's it. Like. Uh, the, yeah, he, he, he's got the facial structure, right? Like, he just, he doesn't look like he'd be the kid. He looks like the kid in in school that makes fun of the nerdy kid, not right. the nerdy kid. Even if he was a nerd at heart, he'd still get laid like crazy in high school looking like. <laughs> right, mean, like, yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. Like, it just, it doesn't make, and that's the only problem is his physical appearance, I think, detracts from his role. Because I, I think you take that aside, maybe he could play the role better. But Tom Holland nails yeah. it, though. Again, he's got that sarcasm. He's got the look. He's got the he just he just has it. Yeah, um, he's got the hottest ant too, by far. <laughs> I don't know if there's much uh, if there's much of a comparison. I don't know. I might need to start a poll to see which ant may is the hottest. <laughs> Marissa Tomei or uh, the Betty White wannabe or the Betty White other one. <laughs> by the way, they should yeah, really I... have Betty White play Aunt May in one of those. Oh movies. my God. Maybe she's who's coming through the multiverse that Doctor Strange can't stop. She's like the, stop the ultimate Aunt May is here. I'm Betty White. I don't. I, I'm, I'm still very concerned about that. The, the trailers, I think there's a lot of misdirection. I, I still think. By the way, I'm totally editing a video now that is where Doctor Strange is like, something's coming. I can't stop it. And then it's just <laughs> Betty White being like, hi, everyone. <laughs> do it do it yeah i don't i don't think i have the technological capabilities i do have a video editor program on my computer so maybe maybe we can fiddle around when i'm up there it's just called video editor oh god yeah i don't know it comes with Um, windows 10 on every computer apparently oh okay but you have to search mm -hmm. for it it's not like a thing like i googled i'm like is there any free video editing software they're like Yes, you probably have it on your computer and don't know it. And they they were correct. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to look at that. But yeah, there's a. Well, I, I you know what I hate is that Premiere, like Adobe, their whole suite has gone to this subscription model, and they used to just be you used to just be able to buy that and just you know it was expensive, but you could buy it and use it. Now you have to pay hundreds of dollars every year to use it yeah that's it's not the same like it's just i think that's it seems like a lot of things are going that way yeah but some of them are reasonable i mean the the one thing i love like i i pay for the i pay for one drive i get a terabyte for like six people and i get the whole office suite and all that is 99 dollars a year or something like 
That's a good deal. Like I'll spend a hundred dollars a year for uh, oh two terabytes rather, two terabytes for six people plus the whole office suite for ninety nine dollars. That's cheap as shit. Like I don't care. Yeah, that's uh, you're. Well, I was gonna say I I have way too many of those things, but I I use your Hulu. Um, I use my ex wife's new husband's Netflix. Uh, I guess not even new husband. Well, I guess, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Definition of new, whatever that is. Yeah. Se- second husband. I don't like to say second because I feel like that makes it seem like I'm implying there will be more. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't met my next ex-wife. Well, maybe I have. And I just, you know, we haven't. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, don't <laughs> say that. You could have, yeah. Yeah, she she she's out there. She's out there somewhere. Um. Well, Joseph, I think we should probably wrap this up for uh for brevity's purpose. Um, we'll do probably you have too long for that? <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> um. Do you have uh, everaft.com, any place else you want people to uh, find you or uh, just uh, do you, would you prefer remain anonymous? No, no, no. Yeah, everaft.com. I mean, I, I don't really, I mean, I have Facebook and Twitter and I, I think I have an Instagram actually too, but. <laughs> but leave me alone. I don't want you to follow me. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's such a tough you, thing. I don't think you probably cause... haven't tweeted in years, dude. Yeah, that may be accurate. I no, that's not true. I tweeted. I don't think from Everath, but from my own Twitter account, like it's it's me. Um, I tweeted at the beginning of the year about Dogecoin. Ah. Um, and I made some good money off of that. <laughs> Not off of that tweet, but I made some good money off of Dogecoin, actually. Um, oh, my my crypto is going well, but Dogecoin's one that I uh, I was in and out very quickly. I like threw a few hundred bucks in. It went up two cents. I took it out and I'm like, hey, I made a small profit. <laughs> oh, no, mine, mine like, again, I, good money is relative because, yeah, I could have made a lot more than I made. But I like tripled or quadrupled my money in Dogecoin before I sold it. So it was good money. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, by the way, I dumped all of my shit coins and uh I transferred them all to die. That's the two percent one, right? Gives you two percent interest. Gotcha. I just closed yeah, out yeah. all of my and I didn't I had a few hundred bucks here and there. It was not a major amount. I got rid of all of those coins except for bitcoin and ethereum everything else is in die because that you know i'll, I'll take the two percent i i don't you know a, a few hundred bucks here and there is not gonna i really just wanted to see that it worked <laughs> and made money and then it's like all right well now if i get a nice chunk of change unfortunately two percent interest is about the best you're gonna get out there yeah no, I, I still, Algorand and Tezos are the two that I still have some uh, some good staking rewards in. And I, I still have faith in them. Yeah, well, I think everything's going to go up, but part of it's because the dollar's just... 
Well, well, yeah, you, you heard the dollar tree is now going to be the dollar 25 tree, right? It's going to be the dollar in the quarter tree. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, look, I still remember there was a picture of something like classroom money, like plastic money, and it was like three dollars of fake money and the price was three ninety nine. I'm like, so that plastic money is actually worth more than real money. Yep. There's yeah, no, signs I, out there, people. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that's not not to jump down that rabbit hole, but that's the other reason I like being prepared. Like I, I like having stockpiles of stuff. That's why I want to get some goats, and that's why like if we can produce our own milk and cheese and eggs and vegetables, like we're we're all right no matter what happens. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think that way. That's the downside of living in the city is you're kind of limited in what you can do as far as sustaining yourself. Um, You know, as much as I want to get a pet cow, I don't think it would like my backyard very much. No, (laughs) that's fine. No, Victoria would like to get a cow to some extent, but I'm like, you realize they're way more work than goats. Like they are, they are... Yeah, they are way more, and not to mention, like, they'll just knock over your fences. You need to get real heavy-duty fences for cows. Like, I would are... guess the fencing cost, and this is completely uneducated, completely guessing, never thought of this before. I would guess the cost to get fencing to maintain a cow would cost more than a cow would cost. To actually install Probably that fencing. For, for one cow, yeah, for one cow, absolutely. Yeah, I... I again i won't make that claim apt like i'm 100 percent sure and i'm the expert but like i assume you're correct yes just based on what i know yeah yeah that's uh we could just call this the uneducated podcast but we'll talk like we <laughs> might know something <laughs> Well, I, right I do know the time. I, <laughs> I drink and I know stuff, right? That's a that's a quote from some popular TV show that totally shit the bed the last season. Right? I still I still haven't watched it. Neither have I. That's I got HBO Max. I, I got, I'm like, I'm gonna watch The Wire and I'm gonna watch uh Game of Thrones, and I have still not watched it. I watched two episodes of The Wire and uh I got to say, I think everyone being like, it's the best show other than Breaking Bad set my expectations too high because probably everyone who watches the first two episodes of Breaking Bad is like, this is the greatest show of all time. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Joseph. Well, um, uh, we may be seeing you again for the Christmas special if... uh, we, we we need to see if the, the baby sister is is going to be joining us. She's the only one who had didn't respond at all. Oh, we should have asked her. Yeah, well, she's the only one who doesn't like talking. Everyone, uh, the the other ones of us, the the other three of us, we we talk quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm antisocial, but I'll talk all day to myself mostly. But you know. Yeah, well, you should talk to your best friend as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> or your only friend, in my case. <laughs> yeah, well, your wife kind of likes you, I think. Sometimes. A little bit. She puts up with me. I, I think she mostly just uses me for 
you know. Oh, so you have consummated the marriage. <laughs> yeah, we have. I'll admit it. Uh, well, I I need a niece or nephew out of out of you or out of her, I get. Well, actually out of you. Well, let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not get into <laughs> the, the anatomy of that. Let's, but... let's teach a fifth grade science class. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we learned, right? At least it, at St. Paul's was fifth grade, right? That's when they did the whole, the whole Yeah, class. yeah, the uh, sixth grade, still nothing. What? That's, that's, that's what I'm told. I thought it would get earlier. No, just, uh, you know, hair and, uh, you know, puberty type stuff, but not. Yeah, weird. weird. Very weird. Maybe the reason that I, I, I don't know what's going on with the ages and whatnot. Yeah, that's a whole whole nother issue. <laughs> I have to come back on just to talk about these other issues at some point. Yeah, we're going to start a, a middle school science podcast where we talk about <laughs> uh, rooster rape and uh, the, the, the chicken hen prostitution and uh, hermaphroditic dogs. And we've got a whole uh, a treasure trove of science topics we can discuss. I think so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, brother. And uh, I will see you soon. Thank you. That was it. The grand 50th episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you keep coming back for more. Uh, hey, if you want to be a big, uh, big super fan, you can always consider contributing to the podcast. The link is in the show notes below. But even if you don't, you can contribute by liking, sharing, subscribing, uh, and listening to the podcast. Uh, you know, also follow me on all those social media thingies. And uh, buy Joseph's book while you're at it. Uh, it's, it's good, especially if you're into, you know, the fantasy uh, realm. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as you probably may have caught, if you listened far enough, uh, there may be a, an episode soon where Joseph and my two sisters join me for a special Christmas episode. We'll see if that gets executed or not. But that'll do it for now. Hope you enjoyed the first 50 episodes of the podcast. Here's to the next 50, and, you know, we'll see from there how much longer this old guy can keep going. All right. Peace.